You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you? The proud phrase said that I must eat this pie. This podcast is brought to you by Torment's member-only dog sitting. For when you just don't love your dog anymore, Torment will. Service area, the north. Hello, we are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 83, The Last of the Starks. I'm Lauren. I'm Rachel. I'm Jenny. And I'm Jess. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hey. So now we are Hi. episode four into to the final season, and things are a little messy. Um, and not just recording. with our recording. <laughs> <laughs> We've only tried this three times. It's, it's been on for four <laughs> seconds. They don't know that. Keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anywho. So um, we're going to jump right in and pray I don't have to start this over again with our Frey Pie rating. And again, I can't say it. That so was better. Our Frey Pie rating. And Would Jenny you like fries will take, yeah, Jenny yeah. will take some, some sympathy on me and explain what the, ri- the ratings are. <laughs> God, the I. ratings. <laughs> I can't even talk. I'm so in now. the ratings that were the book. Um... <laughs> what are those? <laughs> I know, it's been a long time since we've had one. The sacred text. Uh, <laughs> the sacred scrolls of parchment. Uh, there were fray pies that were baked by Wyman Manderley, who may or may not be in the show. I think he is, but he's not really important. Um, he's important to me. Maybe he's dead now. Maybe the maybe the zombies killed him. Who knows? Um, not a fast man. <laughs> True. <laughs> In any case, he baked some delicious fairy pies in the book, and uh, we rate the episodes based on them, and uh, Rhaegar being the best, and Jared in the middle, and Simon is the worst. Okay, thank you. So, um, Jess, why don't you start with your rating? I'm going to give it a Jared. Uh, I liked all the stuff in the beginning, um honoring the dead the whole feast especially the john tournament stuff i love that camaraderie but then like after they left winterfell i i thought the episode went downhill a little bit for me so yeah a jared it went a little south (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little south there you go um all right that that's good jenny (laughs) (laughs) that's good it the episode started to suck but it's great um (laughs) No, I meant that's good that that was her opinion. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <The> disconcerting positive <laughs> with a negative. It must be Italian. <laughs> what makes you think that? Um, go ahead, Jenny. I also gave it a Jared. I gave it some Rhaegar sprinkles for the things that I liked, which was... Like Jess, I liked the first half of the episode better. Um... I have a long drawn out explanation for my rating just that I feel like I'm tired I'm tired of saying this but I'm tired <laughs> that's, that's my fault um. I'm, I'm just tired in general because it's I don't know it's disconcerting to like want the books and this not be the ending 
that I wanted because it's not the book ending, but we don't know what the book ending is, and I just don't know how to feel about things because I'm... I mean, this has been a problem since, you know, season five, but, like, it's even more disconcerting now that we're at the end of it. But I feel like I, you know, as everybody heard me last week, you know, raging about all the White Walker stuff, you know, I feel like I got all of that out of my system and now I'm just trying to enjoy the parts that I enjoy and sort of leave the rest because while I agree with a lot of the critiques that are out there, I'm just kind of like, I don't care anymore. You know, I'm just tired. Yeah, no, it, you're, I think you're just frustrated it's at this It's the point. discourse. Yeah. You're, the discourse the has discourse exhausted you. The discourse is tiring. You. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it makes me happy that there's only six episodes because the post-episode meltdown is exhausting. Yeah. And and this is how I feel about politics at this point. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Rachel. What's your opinion? Oh, I'm here to represent the discourse. You do I didn't it. like it that much so i gave it a simon okay um i did have some chunks of jared in there for some some scenes that i did like uh but yeah overall a a very unhappy little fan am i okay that's all right um i gave it a jared with a tiny slice of rhaegar for brainy because just the first part of them not the second um and (laughs) like everybody else I'm, i'm feeling i mean i i think i keep doing it to myself because i keep rewatching episodes and I don't. You gotta stop that. I know. Um, I don't. I, I think you it's don't like, have to. I know. It's it's it, it. You know, Jamie's addiction is Cersei. Mine is rewatching scenes that make me sad or happy. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Go watch a Christmas movie. You know, I love those. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's May. No, I know. That wait, doesn't stop you, her. You no, kidding? I was watching one like last month. It's not. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> no, for me, um, for me, it's. Um, I think for a while we had that connection to the books and even though it was still going to territory past the books, we still felt like we could tie it back to something, but I think we're way beyond that at this point and it's a little more difficult to do that. We still had a general roadmap of where we thought it was going to go, but now that we're at the ending, like we really don't know what George's ending is going to be. Right. And so we're just sort of in free fall right now. And I said the the first the second time we recorded this, um, that <laughs> I feel like I was able to judge the White Walker conflict more because that was already an ending, and right. I have a hard time, like, getting really critiquey about this episode because it's just sort of the beginning of the next set, and it's not, you know, the ending ending, and I think I'll have that critique once it's over, but right now I'm just kind of like whatever, I don't know where it's going, I'm just gonna enjoy what I enjoy from it, and I can't, I don't really have as much of an opinion so much on the rest of it, because I need to see where it's going before I have that. Okay, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Anybody else have anything they want to add to that? Only that I agree, and also some of the things that I feared were going to happen are happening, and I'm reminded, remember... Remember when we had to watch the scene uh, where uh, where we were, we were smashing nuts, <laughs> just smashing them as hard as we could? I try and forget that. Yeah, scene. yeah. I I feel like that's kind of like the new metaphor. Haha, uh-huh, it's a metaphor for uh, the writers' room. Okay, well maybe it's not. So. It's still better than smashing beetles, I guess. 
Oh, that's what it was. Beatles. <laughs> the Beatles. <that's> right. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about what's his Rickon with the nut, Rickon? the walnuts. That's what I thought too. But I'm not glad the Beatles. There were two scene scenes of people just smashing things. <laughs> there you, there well, you Tyrion wow. wasn't smashing things. He was talking about somebody talking who was smashing it. Beatles. Yeah. Very different. Okay. Could be worse. The show. <laughs> but it also has been better. Hey, there might be some thunder on my recording, by the way. So I don't know if you guys are getting it yet. Hi, Thor. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't happy Thor. That was scary Thor. Okay, <laughs> so let's jump into our M- episode MVP. Uh, who is yours, Jess? Oh, I gave it a Cersei. Um, very Machiavellian. Ends justify the means. Um, that that's mainly why. Okay. I don't think I don't like what she's doing. I think she's a terrible human being. But you know, she's getting she's winning right now. Yeah, she is the game in a way that. Danny is not, um, and so from that perspective, yeah, she's MVP for me. Okay, um, mm. Jenny, uh, I gave it to Varys for thinking about the small folk. Yeah, I find mm. I kind of feel like him and Sansa are the only ones with any common sense these days. But I mean, Sansa's not really thinking about the small folk necessarily no, but, either. But, but not at all. No, <laughs> no. but but you know, she was thinking of her people, saying they're kind of tired and they need to heal, um, and. Uh, that kind of got, you know, pushed aside as if it was unimportant. So I, you know, I think, I think she was thinking of somebody, other people, and, and what their needs are. Well, I mean, she was thinking about the Northmen, but I kind of understand where everybody else is coming from in that, like, how long are you gonna wait? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, give them some breathing room. They just got out. of I mean, you know, they do. They can just warp right down that king's road. True. So true. There's true. not a lot of healing going on in that two minute. Yeah. Exactly. You know, travel time. <laughs> Rachel, they had a scene while they were traveling. That's like more than they had last season. <laughs> Rachel, did you have an MVP? Uh, I really, I really did like uh, Cersei's dress. So I might that give it the, to Cersei. Yeah, that is a beautiful dress. Yeah, might give it to Cersei's dress. In um, fact, when I was also when I was watching it and I, my mother's like, that dress. I'm like, yeah, don't worry. Rachel's already thinking about cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I also, weirdly enough, felt like Tormund had a really good episode. If this is the last time we see him, he really went out on his own terms and he went out uh, a fully realized character. Yep. So. Yep. Um, I like that choice. Yeah. Um, I gave it to Ghost for not ripping John's throat out for abandoning him without so much as a pat on the head goodbye. (laughs) Can't handle that. Budget's not enough. Yeah, I know. I know. According to one of the articles I read today that it's costly to fly a wolf in when they don't actually live where they live so um that's why it was they all can't CGI. pet a tennis ball nope listen it's the biggest show in the world they can do it of course so they, they can could. ride of tennis balls they could and you're gonna tell me that's the there's no wolves in that entire host country i mean i don't believe it but whatever again I hear it. you don't need to have him pet him to say goodbye. Right, you're right. He, oh, <laughs> he can all... go up, kneel to the tennis ball, and say, goodbye, ghost. I'll miss yeah. you, buddy. <laughs> I love you. And it would be better. Yeah, exactly. But that didn't uh, happen. So who's going to who's gonna win the award for best cosplay at Con of Thrones when they show up as a tennis ball labeled ghost? <laughs> oh, my uh... God. Now I want to do this. <laughs> Lauren, that can be your trolley co- Con of Thrones cosplay. There you go. Because I'm going to be a raven. 
and that doesn't exist in the show. Jess is going to be a character that doesn't exist in the show. And you can be the tennis ball that represents the wolf that barely exists in the show. And I'm still working on getting Rachel to come. <laughs> Shh, don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... I'm not made of vacation days. Um, anyway, so uh, what's next? The next is the Stark Watch. Ah. So it appears that... I saw some. Yeah, appeared they were all accounted for. They had so a Except for John, he's like, oh, I'm not a Stark. Yeah, like as if your mother is not a fucking Stark, whatever. He's still a Stark, jerk we finally had Don't a scene disrespect with... Leanna. We finally had a scene with all four of them. Yep, and that nice. that's why I think the episode should have been called The Last Time the Starks Ever Stay Together. Or, or keeping up with the Starks. Yeah, or the la- the last of the Stark scenes together. <laughs> what does the last of the Starks mean? No, it's something, like, something they that... they said they were the last of yeah, the Starks, and John said Arya I'm not a Stark. Arya did say it. Because it's like they've all... I, I see, it seems like every single one of them but Sansa sort of rejected their inner Starkhood by the end. Because Bran's like, I'm not a person, and John's I'm not a Stark, I'm and Arya's like, I'm going to go die killing people. Yep. <laughs> I live in the past. Exactly like that. Yeah. And speaking of not saying goodbye, Arya didn't say goodbye. Um, <laughs> but no, man. But now I got now, problems with that. Now she is uh, back to being the Hound's murder child, road tripping companion. So that another reason they should have done Duncan Egg. Ex- besides what they're doing, they could because they could relive the Duncan Egg dynamic. Us. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. So Jess, you decided on the Ned Stark Award. And uh, I agreed with your assessment about him getting this a lot. So yeah, so it's it? Jon Snow. I mean, he's really you know he's Rhaegar's like biological son, but he's really Ned's son. Um, you know, not taking Danny's suggestion of not telling your family because it could spread, and him being like, "But they are my family," and then tells them and the, after, the secret after he tells that them Ned that held not his family. You know, Ned held on to that for like 14, what, 17 years? And all these people are just loose lips sink ships, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Literally. some ships actually did sink. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, I think that's fair. Anybody else have a, a person they want to get that award to? Yep. It oh, goes. I wanted to give it to Danny for forgetting about the Iron Fleet. Yes. Good call. Yeah. Good and call. those big crossbows. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, wow. Yeah. I have to agree with that. Okay. Um, so, for favorite fan shout out, Jess, you gave us one. Yeah, I said John sort of acknowledging Ghost's existence, which is more than <laughs> what he's done in since, it, I don't since know, season, season four. four? <laughs> yeah, when they were reunited, and he's like, I missed you, boy. And they had that nice, cute moment. And then, and that was and then all the these years later, he's like, Who are you? Yeah, like um, Ghost sat by his bedside when he was dead, and I'm telling you, John has changed since he came back. I well, agree. He's well, that but isn't that not what, my John? But that's what Beric says. A little, he loses a piece of him every time he was brought back. So and I guess that, piece was that does work. <laughs> he put it into a dragon. Ugh. Have you guys seen the yeah. meme where the dragon is is crashing to the earth and then? The next picture is Ghost behind that, uh, yes, the crossbow about the scorpion. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, um, my favorite fan shout out was when Arya says, "That's not me," because that's come back to us a few times. That's what she tells Ned in the first yeah. season. 
That's what she, tell, she, she says about Nymeria when Nymeria sees her again. And so it, it was good that, that she's, she's sticking to it. it. She knows who she is at the expense of poor Gendry's proposal, but whatever. Oh, well, he just panicked a little, you know. Just a little. <laughs> poor ah, Gendry. There you go. Okay, so um, let's move on to favorite one-liners. So we did real well in this category this week. You yeah. guys, there were just so many things I hated. I had a really hard time thinking of a line that, I liked. That, that's, that's okay. That's all right. Jess, go ahead. Well, me being a fan of John and his storyline with, like, the North and the Night's Watch and the Free Folk, I like the line that Torment says to him, you've got the North in you, the real North, because he's kind of pushing away his Stark heritage, his Northern heritage, doing all this stuff in the South. So it was nice to be reminded of all the things I like about Jon Snow, which have nothing to do with the Iron Throne or Danny or dragons or Cersei. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I liked it. I, I would actually... argue that many people are fans of Jon Snow, not for any of those reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I was going to put that as well, but that I saw you already wrote it. So I was, I, I, I agree. I completely agree with that one. Um, and then <laughs> the next line, you, you also, can say it. <laughs> when, when, uh, when Jamie tells uh, Brienne that he's never been with a knight before. I did like that. That, that was sweet. That was it sweet. Was. That was sweet. Before he turned into a dick. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm a little bitter, whatever, but I knew it was coming. So we have what I assume will probably be our last direwolf watch unless Nymeria makes a, a visit, but I doubt that's happening. Still alive, yeah. Nymeria. Um, but... We have poor betrayed ghost, as Jenny put it. Yeah. <laughs> My son is looking rough. He doesn't have an ear oh, anymore. Oh, he's missed. Yeah, I actually put that in the notable goodbyes, his ear. He's still <laughs> bleeding everywhere. I like, know. And it's like, you like mother- nobody got him bandages. Everybody's a fucking asshole to him. <laughs> My coworker came over to me today and he's just like, has an animal over. I was just really, really sad about that scene. Yeah. And I think it's the most upset I've been the entire series. <laughs> Yeah, Tormund will treat him right. Yeah, he will. I Christopher just... did an interview with Gothamist that was posted today, and they asked him about Ghost, and he said that Tormund promises to take good care of Ghost. And so, so he's going to eat him that. and then use him as fur. No, he will not. <laughs> not until he's dead. That's what you think. <laughs> God. That would be very, very bad karma, that, Tormund Giants. That would Bane. be. It totally would be. <laughs> Then Nymeria will sense it and come and come and hunt. John's you down. gonna see Tormund again in the last episode. He's like wearing a white fur <laughs> oh cloak. Oh my god! Stop! <laughs> You're terrible. Oh. oh well. Okay, moving That's on. That's why so John we just have goes that north like finally, because a... he senses that his wolf has been murdered and carved up. Oh. Well, moving on to I, actual yeah. dead things. Um, let's go into the notable introductions, which we had none, but we have some goodbyes. So we did say goodbye to Miss Day. I can never pronounce her name. Miss Andy. Um, no, which is really sad. Also infuriating. But... It was very infuriating. Um, yeah, I wish that she. Well, I wish a lot of things. But... Well, I will. I will say, like, it's funny how when we we first did the casting for Miss Ende, we were sort of sort of upset that they had aged her up, and but I think you know, looking back, I I really liked Nat- Natalie, right? Is that yeah. you say her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, in the role, and I think she did a great job. Oh, she's fantastic. Well, yeah, it would have been so... really awful if they beheaded a ten year old. 
Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, well, so she got to have a very anymore, sweet romance with Grey Worm, and you know that was that was a nice detail that they added yeah, to I the agree. show. I agree. And um, and I guess Jess' prediction did come true. She was the one that died. Yeah. So that it's just it's sad. I think that they they're clearly writing in a in a very narrow vacuum. And I'm not I'm not saying that they shouldn't have killed killed her. But they shouldn't have because she's the only woman of color on the show. Well, I mean, just when I were talking about this before and, you know, I mean, it's like from a plot perspective, I don't have a like huge problem with it. Right. But like from a representation standpoint, if you only have one, you know, person representing a minority, you have to pay attention to what you're doing with them. Yes. If exactly. you don't want to have to pay attention to what you're doing with, you know, the only character, then you have to have more. And that's just yeah. how it works. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think also the fact that they they wrote that character, you know, they made her say, I'd rather die than be a slave again. And then they had her die like that. Like, she didn't even get to have a heroic moment. She didn't get to make any choices at the end. The only choice she made was to choose violence when she's supposed to be a character of peace. She could have just, just jumped felt- off the wall. <laughs> she could have jumped off the wall. She could have tried to take someone with her. But the fact that she said Dracarys and then just stood there was fairly offensive yeah no it like why didn't you try to grab cersei and toss her off the the like if you're gonna go down go down fighting i mean it's kind of the problem i mean that's like it's like what they did to theon yeah yeah it's it's like it's not so much that they're killing off characters it's how they kill off characters Mm -hmm. and if they let those characters go down fighting it says a lot more than just letting them die like that yes you, yeah you compare yeah. her to what liana right last week exactly you know right who they let have that moment yeah that's right which true. was great and they could have i mean even if i mean yes liana like was able to actually kill the giant and you know i mean uh miss Ende was not gonna be able to take down cersei or the mountain but like she still could have tried yeah right it's like, like they it, wanted yeah. to use a character to say well she was asking her to, you know, to them to avenge her. But I just felt like it didn't have a lot as much impact to just stand there passively and say, kill these people for me, yeah. Danny. Like, it was already going to motivate her. And there's a huge problem with a white character being motivated by the death of, like, a black character. Like, that's wrong. They've done it before. They need to stop. Yeah. Well, they will because the show's going to end. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And now they only have so, yeah. one left to kill off anyway, so. Yeah. Which is yeah, another problem. Yeah, all the, um, yeah, Dothraki and Unsullied. I, think I mean, I think th- there, there are still 12. some left, but, like, yeah. yeah. No, there yeah, was like actually a Dothraki yeah. at the, when they were at the table and pulling off the, the tiles of representing people. And one it's of, just one of very the problematic. Like, really? Are there some left? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, like, writing is deliberate. And they can't, they don't get to sit there and say that they made, that they didn't know what they were doing, because... They do. Yeah. They're writing it down. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was really sad to lose her. Uh, I was not really that excited or upset about Rhaegal going down. Um, I felt bad because he fought through and like survived just to, and you know, was trying to fly and be a good dragon. I mean, it caught me off guard. Well, for it caught me, him it off was, guard too. For me, it was. I, I was really, when Vizarian died, I literally jumped out of my seat and screamed at the TV, not Vizarian. 
And this is when I realized that he really is my favorite because when Rhaegal died, I was like, when did he get as big as Drogon? I didn't realize he was that large. That was the thought as he was falling to his death. So I was like, I just, oh, I just the whole time that whole, that whole scene, besides the fact that Euron can apparently curve curve a, a giant ballista like while a boat it, while a boat is on waves. Well, and an island is in the way. Yeah. Like a whole island. But. Like, all that being said, all I could think about was, like, how fucking scary Euron is in the books and how stupid he is on the show. Yeah, he's, he's clownish. And it's just, it's going to be, like, really scary when he's got, like, all this dark magic and he's, you know, he has the Horn of Winter and he's he's using all of this magic as kind of, like, the antithesis of everything that, like, Melisandre can do to bring down something like a dragon. But instead we have this mundane... Uh, you know, gigantic, stupid arrow. Right. And it's just, I mean, it, it was shocking, but it's just, again, comparing it to what I know is coming in the book, it's just, it just fails. Yeah. Well, in a way, at this point, I'm seeing them as just two separate entities because I think this is how I, I can, I can just deal with some of the stuff that I'm just not happy with because we don't know where the book is going to go because there's so many things from the books that'll, that've never made it onto the screen. That's true. But then again, you know, he, he rolled in, he killed a dragon, he destroyed half of Danny's fleet. And then he just fucked right off. Yep. That made no sense either. And like within seconds, like how did he get back to land? Like, where did that, like, well, it's not even about that. It's about the fact that he didn't press an advantage. It's like he came in to like steal Missende and then just leave. I mean, it's a weird, it's weird and very And the plotty. whole thing was weird for me because it's like, how, how, like, like, how did they know to grab her? How, like, how? They like, didn't. Like, how did she come out with like her hair was flawless if she'd been in the water? Um, <laughs> like, it just, there was just so much that like, to me, it's like, how, how, like, how did nobody notice that she was gone that way? Like, I mean, I and think... how did they get the information back so quickly? Like, how did they know that it was that she didn't drown in the boat? I think that this is goes back to season seven issues in that they're just sort of doing things to yep. set things up. And like when they just kill the Tyrells and Martells, like, so yeah, quickly. yeah, because they're just like, we need these players off the board or we need this to happen. So we're just going to make it happen. And, you know, it's when you, I mean, it when doesn't you're, matter why when you're watching the show, like for the first time, if you're if you're just watching it, you know, you're like you're surprised and you're you're with it. And but if you think I mean, obviously, if you think about it more, you're like, well, this doesn't actually make sense and it doesn't feel earned. But like. I don't know, man. This is why I'm tired. Okay. Well. No, but I think that, like, you know, are they making a prestige show for HBO? Or are they making, or are they just trying to kind of get get through the episodes? I I, I don't know. Is it is it a time issue? Like, is it that they just don't care anymore? I, I don't know. I do wonder that because, like, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so we've t- discussed Tormund and ghosts. So basically now we... So did Rhaegel die? Because Euron's looking at something in the preview, right? Well, I mean... I, I assume he's dead. Yeah, I, just yeah got no, a no. I giant arrow he lost half his head, right? Through his neck, I think. Yeah, And okay. then drowned. So I think probably dead. Yeah, I'm guessing he's definitely dead. I did think it was weird that they decided to bring Drogon with them to the walls. Like, he was still in range. Yeah. 
Yeah. He was still in range and it didn't really, it made it kind of look extra pathetic that they had one dragon and 12 unsullied. <laughs> like it could have just been like, 14. I came with my 12 unsullied because I'm not afraid and I left the rest of my troops. But instead it looked like here are all of my troops. Aren't you scared? And, and this is where Sansa's, Sansa would have been right. Like, you know, if we let people rest a little, we'd have more people. Um, and, and I don't know why they went to go confront them so quickly when... Well, I think that there is time going by. They're just not doing a good job. No, but of like, there's it. definitely time but, going by. But, but like, like John and Davos didn't get down there. Why would they do? Why would they try to just face them just by themselves? Well, I think you had Varys and Tyrion being like, "Hey, you should, you know, try and and reason with her," which was probably a and dumb I idea loved anyway. That but Varys like, was so truthful. that was so stupid. Why would they even think that Cersei was going to like? I I don't because they're stupid. Because they're both Tyrion stupid. is dumb. When it comes to family, Tyrion is dumb. I mean, I understand why, in theory, like, well, first of all, I understand why Varys would say, you know, hey, you can't just go and, like, burn the city down because that's bad. But, like... But you can starve the city. Yeah, I mean, you can lay siege. Yeah. But, like... If you have an army. If you have more people instead of waiting... instead of Drogon's gonna get real tired running patrols (laughs) all on his own. (laughs) Like... If they, I just feel like if they wanted to, you know, try and talk to Cersei, I feel like they could have sent an envoy or something, yeah. not just uh-huh. like taken everybody and stood in front of the walls in front so of. So they all could of be their shot at potentially. Like, like they all should be dead. Like why? I think would that Cersei they were trying to contrast it visually with the earlier seasons of Danny at the Wall. Yeah, and yeah. Essos. I mean, that definitely felt like that, but but it was just kind of sad and pathetic because, like, I if I were Cersei, I wouldn't even fucking come out. But she probably was like, "Well, I'm bored today, so <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know. I've got like major like Mouth of Sauron vibes when yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, can we just can, can we just bring it back to saying the goodbyes because we actually haven't even gotten to the part where we should be discussing. I know. <laughs> so let's let's rein that part in a little bit and let's go back. Um, so we've decided that we've already discussed that Tormund and Ghost are now basically free folk and living on their own. I was um, glad to see there were other free folk that were still alive. Yeah, and that, yeah. that like they, five of them. That Tormund has plans and Tormund wants them to have a better a life and a life that's more suited to their to what they Unfortunately, David and Dan were some of those wildlings. But... Yes, they were. They were some of those wildlings. <laughs> made me really depressed when I found that out. Cause yeah, I didn't well, know we're that. moving on. Um, so do you remember how Tormund is sad about like being fi- like the final rejection from Brienne? And then and then he goes off with that girl. And then later on, he says that that the women here don't like me. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, I was thinking he just was referring to Brienne again. Oh, I thought okay. You don't think it went badly? No, I, I, I think I think he was. I think he was really referring to her. But that's just, I think just that's her. probably true. Yeah. Um, and for the other goodbye, I was saying ghost ear because, you know, Aww. that was gone. Anyway, so let's move on to our break. Our Rhaegar all mode moments. Um, and I think I want to start with this one because, Bramy forever. Um, I don't think he's going back to Cersei because he loves her. I really want to believe he's going back to kill her i could be wrong i'm probably wrong but um i i just i mean it i've always known that he was gonna die and that he was gonna leave her um and then reading today that um which i guess must have been cut in the edit but david netter uh, nutter told nick to tell 
to tell Gwen that he didn't love her anymore in that scene. And that's why she was really crying hard at that point. So like he must have like just fucking threw it in while she was already emotional in the scene and just fucking make her burst into further tears. Um, I think I, if, the, if that it's is weird that they would cut that out. Yeah, I think it is weird. Uh, but Gwen didn't know it was coming. And so that really just like hit the, the mm. moment, I guess. Why would they take it out then? Um, I think it was just to get more emotion out of out of that character. Mm. So um, um, that was an article I read this morning and there was an interview with him. I mean, I'm definitely holding on to like the naive hope that, you know, he is going to kill Cersei. Or at least if you, you know, suffer through watching the David and Dan stuff at the end of the episodes, like we always have to because we're paying the bill at the bar. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what are your house words, Jenny? Oh, what did I say? I don't really like hearing from them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like those house words. You know, like, I, you know, sometimes I don't want to hear from the creator about what they thought of the scene meant. But I just also, I feel like they're red herrings. I feel like they're red herrings. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, are they saying that because they don't want to, you know, spoil yeah, like, the fact what? that he's going to kill her? Yeah, and... I can't imagine that they would want to do that. So they're like, oh, but, yeah, this is the case. But if, if, per, if perchance that they are being truthful in the reading of that scene and that you know, he is quote-unquote addicted to Cersei, I can see him maybe getting back down there and realizing that he doesn't have a place there by her side anymore and being like, okay, now I really have to cut ties yeah. and then dying in the process. But also, and but I'd also, be, like, okay with that, but yeah. I still just... I don't like. I don't know what he thinks he's doing going back there because, like, she doesn't want him anymore. Like, he left right. her already. Right. <laughs> but also... um, I, I, the reason I really believe he is going down to kill her is because his facial expressions when when Brienne is talking to him and, and telling him to stay, he can't even look her in the eye. He grabs her hand at some point and he's like rubbing her hand like to comfort her. And also the fact is when he's talking to Tyrion and Tyrion's like, I'm happy that you're happy. Like he knows that that his brother has found something that has changed him. And so there's too much there. And, I mean, I, and, and I it was more than obviously one night because yeah. by the time she sits up in the bed after he's left, the wound on her shoulder is healed and a lot of her face uh, like is cleared up as well. well I mean, they so clearly, it's not just like one night that it happened and then he left. I mean, they clearly had time together because, right. I mean, I realized that the traveling on the show is very fast, but like, yeah. it would take time to, you know, travel to White Harbor and, you know, sail down to Dragonstone yes. and go to King's Landing and yes. then get all the messages back. Like, it's clearly been a couple weeks at least. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you I know, just... and like, I mean, they definitely have had time together. And I, I mean, I do think that, you know, him saying all that stuff to her about, like, what a terrible person he is, is, like, clearly him trying to push her away for a specific reason. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just hopeful that that reason is that he's going to go murder his sister. Yeah, and I also think yeah. it's because he knows that it's a one-way trip, and he doesn't yeah. want her to hurt. Right. And he doesn't want and her wait to wait around him. for him. And, or right. follow him, because, you know, he knows her. He so even said is... to her, have you ever run away from a fight? And so he knows that, is the that question, she would do is, that. Is she going to follow him? Because I did see people saying that she filmed in Spain. So we'll see. Yeah, I saw that as well. So that's um, why I think it probably will happen. Going back to, like, their initial, like, sex scene, I thought it was too chaste. I was expecting you, more. You, It's funny because my friend, my friend was texting me through it and she's like, that's it? What happened? Yeah. That's it? Yeah, and then we had to go away. watch... 
Danny and John make out in the middle, yeah. unsatisfying. And, and, no, yeah. and and to hear them have the same conversation over and over, I would have preferred to have something else, a little bit more. That after all this time, they deserved a little bit more than that. I agree. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was yeah. a little disappointing from that end because I was like, oh, I, I was waiting for this for like 13 years, and well, the book will have. <laughs> and a it nice was a scene. little. It was. It was. I mean, it was awkward in a. In a and they never really got through the awkwardness into because, like, of course, there'd be initial awkwardness, right? Right. But I they, kinda, it never got into like the passionate part. I for wish me. that, right. like, yeah. after like the sort of weird fast kiss thing, they'd like paused and then like went back to it yeah i did like his very like it's really hot in here i just have to keep taking off all my clothes like i thought that was and then hilarious. he's like wait i can't do this one handy can you help yeah like he's like i'm just here now yeah. like, this is gonna happen and, and gwen was saying in, in a couple of interviews that she liked that it was it was brienne's choice like this was she'd made the decision that this is what it she wanted to, to do yeah. and you know he came in there with whatever but in the end, it was her in the end saying, this is what I wanted. Right. Well, that that was the communication of the consent. Yeah. Right. Like, that sh- the show does not do that very well, but this was a good example. Well, this was a good example. And and the 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 uh, Arya and Gendry scene was also a good example of it. Um, mm-hmm. you well, know. it took them eight seasons, but eventually they have to get it right. Yeah, yeah, sure. It seems like when they have a warrior woman that they are positioning the scene around, they get it a little bit easier. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think these are also, like, the consensual shifts that have been, you know, going on for, you know, eight seasons. So I feel like they were always going to be a little bit better because they weren't forced into anything. Right. I mean, we don't have a lot of examples of mutual attraction couples. Grey Worm and Masande. Right. Right. And, but... But team they're not stump, part of the book, team stump so, yeah. uh, prevents them from doing much over there. Um, I'm sure they. I'm sure they're creative. They, they were creative. I'm sure. I am sure. Um, there was something else I was thinking, but I guess I forgot now. So we'll move on. Um, Jess, you really love the fee scene. You want to talk about that a bit? Yeah, it was just nice seeing like like even Sansa there having a good time, like drinking games. And... I could totally see that as Sophie. I didn't even see it. That's as what Sansa I'm. In that that's moment. exactly it. It just felt like it was like the actors just having a good time. But I also liked it because you know Danny's loneliness and you know it just reminds me of like when they're talking about John riding a dragon and how cool it is. It just reminds me of like when dads like you know take their kids out in like the carriage, yeah, and like change diapers and people are like you're such a great dad. And then there's the mom, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I so do she's this like, I can time. ride a fucking dragon too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, That's exactly and, what it reminded and me. And I've done it a few better. times. Better. I do more. it. I do it so much better than him actually. Yeah. But fine. No, I I, to- I totally I totally fell for her in that in that scene because it. Just... I thought it was a good juxtaposition having her watching John as Hormand and having her watching like Jamie and Tyrion and Brienne and Pod and like just sort of feeling that isolation. Yeah. Because she she doesn't have. I mean, she did still have some of her people at that point, but like it's not the same kind of thing and I think also like it's what I mean it's what I was saying from like the first episode this season just that like she's out of her element in the north and and she does say that to John too that she's not used to not having people be thrilled with her right she's come from you know Essos where you know everybody was you know rallying around her and this is very much and the northerners are still distrustful and it takes a little bit to, to get 
warmed up I mean, to I, her. But I think they like somewhat respect her more just because oh, she of course. did help out. But like they have to. They're at still that point. they're still like not partying with her. Right. <laughs> I mean, a little of it felt fairly like the way that Sansa treats her is a little bit frustrating. It is frustrating. I agree. Because I feel like Sansa's leaning into this whole Littlefinger thing a little too hard. I know that we're being batted over the head with some of these things in order to swiftly bring us to the conclusions of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we have watched show Danny work her way through a lot of these issues already. Yes. And, you know, you would have hoped that she would have developed some sort of I mean, I know she that, you know, when she calls out Gendry, that was part of her part of her strategy. She's like, well, look, you know, these people love John. Maybe I can make them love me by giving them the things that they want. But she does it in a way that up until the very end of that delivery is fairly menacing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I honestly was screaming at the scene, the screen. I'm like, don't you do this shit to him. Don't like don't don't like get on his case because he's a bastard of someone he didn't even fucking know. And so it was kind of frightening and he looked like he looked terrified. Right. And also, you know, he's a bastard of, of Robert. Like he's again, a potential rival for her. So she's, she is thinking about those things and she is trying to pull the strings and gather everything. But at this point, maybe it's because Varys has already abandoned her, uh, but she just doesn't have the support that she needs to work the crowd. Uh, she's never been great at that. She's always needed other people to help her do that. And she just doesn't have that support. Yeah. Tyrion's just basically failing at his job. Yeah, yeah he is. Um, but yeah, also he going is. back to Sansa, it doesn't make sense from her perspective to be so anti Daenerys when Danny's going after Cersei, the same woman who murdered your father and was in cahoots with like Walder Frey. And it just like you'd want like vengeance for your family and she can give you that. No, she seems to be focused too much on the fact that Eris burned her grandfather and her, you know, her uncle alive. Yeah, but like, I did feel she like even she's know them? just she's more just focusing on the North and like. But can the North ever I'm, be I'm, safe I'm with Cersei with on the Jenny throne? On no, I mean, no. I, I. But she wants is, she wants to be able to rule it on them to be able to rule it on their own. Right, and I think that's in terms of how they're writing the character. I think that's very much clouding her judgment. But I mean, the whole. Yeah, I agree. The whole Sansa Danny conflict is something that I was worried about from episode one this season, and like they sort of had a moment where they tried to understand each other, like through sort of you know veiled conversation. But like, and I I feel like Danny's willing to try to an extent because she does want that support, and like Sansa's very much not giving it to her. But I also feel like because Danny won't budge on you know the topic of the North. Sansa won't budge on anything else and I feel like I don't like I don't know how to how to get that get them past that because it's weird to me because to. yeah and what's weird to me is the fact that she clearly does she wants the north to be independent and she sees her path to that by having a sympathetic ruler she knows Danny's not going to be sympathetic to that but John is so she at once doesn't believe in John at all to not be manipulated by Danny, but she believes in him enough to think that he would make a good ruler or that would allow her to have do what she wants. Well, she says that men do stupid things for women. And so, yeah, he can be manipulated by Danny. And then on the, like on the other side of that coin, he can be manipulated by Sansa. 
But what's to say if he doesn't, if he doesn't, if, if she gets rid of Danny and he's king of the seven kingdoms, he's going to meet another woman who's, who's not northern. Right. Who's going to say, oh, could you please prioritize my family's wishes right. over Sansa's? Right. Like, he's not necessarily just going to be like, yeah, Sansa, go be queen of the north. No, it's true. It's true. And I just, it's, it's, it's a little artificial. She's telegraphing just too hard for me. And I get it is we have to wrap shit up, but. I'm just very frustrated with that whole. I I'm frustrated more with the response on Twitter about it. How people are like, it it's it's always like it's either you love Sir, uh, you love you love Danny or you love you love Sansa, and if you love one, then the other one is absolute crap. And I'll be the first one to say Danny is not my thing. I'm not a big fan of Danny, but I'm getting really tired of this shit because I get where Danny's coming from on a lot of this. Even though I don't always agree with her, I get I get where she comes from, but I also get where Sansa's yeah, coming see, I've, from. I've always supported Sansa, and I've come out of this episode kind of hating her. So we'll. But I, I also don't know if, I don't know if the writing's doing what what they want right. it to do. I right. feel yeah. like a lot of people wanted to like blame her for you know telling uh, Tyrion about John. But I'm like, well, John's the one who spilled the secret first. Like, yeah. I blame him. Okay. All right. Because she's an oathbreaker. Yeah. That's why they don't like it. They want her to have, they want her to be better than that. Well, she's, she's always going to be, she's always going to think for family and home first. And that's, that, that, that is Sansa. That is how she But is, is that because that is could potentially because... start a war between Danny and, and the Northerners? No, I'm not saying that it's not a good idea. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm saying this and is just what's going on. she's manipulating John against his own wishes. I agree. I agree. So um, let's, let's keep moving this on. Um, just the Tyrion and Varys scenes. Yeah, I just really like, I'm always a fan of the, um, the scenes where they talk about like the nature of power. I just like those type of scenes, but you know, I'm kind of upset with varies in those scenes because we'll guess we'll get into nerd rage. This idea that like Danny's potentially like a mad queen and John would somehow be better than her. Like I don't buy it. Especially, I think they're kind of equals. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of team Varys in this where you got to think about what the good is in all of this, but also, Tyrion knows that, you know, that he knows that John would be the better one, but he also knows that this is not what John wants. Is John no. the better well, one? No. Is no, Tyrion between the better two, one? Between the two of them, that's what they think. I'm not saying this I don't is what think I that's think. what Tyrion thinks. And what no, I Tyrion really like... does think, because he says, when he asked I... him how, who you think would be the better ruler, and he said, well, he doesn't want to do it. So he does think he would be the better one. Well, I think the thing is, at least I feel like in Varys' terms, it's not so much that he... I mean, he is nervous about, you know, how Danny's reacting to things. But, like, I feel like he's looking at it more as who are the people going to support more? Not mm. so much, like, this person is, you know, objectively a better... Would be a better ruler than this other person. I think it's, like... Because, you know, Tyrion tries to say, like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a man or a woman. But Varys is like, but people are going to support a man, you know, first because, and, you know, Jon is from Westeros. Danny's you know, foreigner to them. You know, like, there there are things that make Jon a more palatable ruler, whether or not he be better or not. But, like, I, st- I kind of feel like that's where he's coming from more than, like this person is better than the other person. Yeah. yeah, as if a Southern Lord would be like, oh, yeah, I would prefer this Northern guy. Yeah. To come. yeah he doesn't even have the same gods as yeah, me. It's, like, it's I just on so many levels, honestly. Yeah. 
But I, I, I mean, like, I agree with you, especially like the book threads are setting are setting that up. But I also just feel like Varys is just now an agent of chaos. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I and, mean, that's and probably I think it's true creepy too, that but... he probably wants to assassinate her. Um, um, right. So we're gonna so we're getting set up with everyone turning on Danny. Danny's gonna freak the hell out and like yeah. set up her dragon bomb. Yeah. And it's gonna be like it's, we gotta get rid of these two crazy bitches. Yeah. And yeah. I just don't want to watch that. Well, I don't think Tyrion is anti Danny, and that's what I, I like about him. Like he's sticking he's by not. his woman. He's keeping his word. He actually truly believes, unlike so many other people, that she's actually a good person at heart and she would be great for the realm. And I think she would be. Yeah. But right I don't now, think she's, she's just, a mad queen. She, no, I think she's angry. And but that's, she has a right to be angry. She has a right to be angry. And I don't, I think people don't understand the difference between being angry because things are not happening the way she needs them and being her father. It's not yes. the same Well, I also thing. don't think the writers know the difference bet- between ambition and madness. Well, it's, it tends to be a, a that's problem one of with the women in general. If you're ambitious as a woman, where you're... I want to see where the show goes before I write it off completely. Because you may be right, but I also want to see what the ending is. Yeah, but like if you're a woman and you're ambitious, you're con- you're considered like you know, a climber and that you shouldn't be doing that. But if a man is ambitious, it's, it's a good thing. So it's, yeah. Again, like I, why, why are we, why are we, why do we like John more? Because he doesn't want better hair. It's like, wait, he doesn't even want the job. Why? Why? And that's the thing. He doesn't. Why is he preferable? Like, He's going to be very miserable. Yeah. Exactly. And miserable. And we've seen past Targaryen kings who don't want to be king, who are bad at their job. And we've seen and past we have kings seen what ha- the same way. Right. And we have seen what happens when we decide that we're going to, you know, pit people against each other be- based on the fact that one person has a penis and one person doesn't. And, and you know, it, it's as if... It's as if they they kind of took some of that stuff from like the Westerosi history, but instead of infusing the history into the show, they're just replaying the steps. And I think for me, because I've read all of those things before, it feels like a rehash. Right. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, Let's move on to the next scene. Jess, you had put down the John scenes with Tormund. Yeah, I like I said earlier when I was going over why I gave it. Um the rig what was it the, the one-liners and stuff i don't know i really like it reminded me of all the things i like about Jon snow's storyline and the books and, and in the show you know and so it was wrapping that up made me very sad um because we're going into territory for the john character that i'm particularly not a fan of i really haven't been a fan of john's storyline since he teams up with danny because i just feel like he just seems odd and out of place and lost it, it lost and it doesn't feel and maybe because we haven't seen it in the books yet what that could potentially look like so from my perspective it just seems like he's doesn't belong in these scenes and it's just i think very he's odd. just as alone yeah. yeah yeah he's just as alone yeah um okay um i put a couple in here i i really love the dynamic between sansa and Tyrion. i like the fact that they they're able to communicate with each other um, in a way, I think she kind of is manipulating him by passing information on to him. But I think she also feels like she can talk to him and that he can talk to her. So um, I, I just I just like that relationship. Um, I also like the fact that baby Sam is getting a sibling. Uh, but she'll probably be pregnant for like 
as long as an elephant since he was a toddler for 40 years. Um, and then my favorite thing ever was Tormund spilling his guts to a less than enthusiastic hound yeah, that was pretty <laughs> about his loss of his big woman. So, um, uh, Jenny, what, what did you love about the, the episode? Um, I mean, in general, I liked, I mean, I liked the first half. I liked the funeral stuff because I, I don't feel like I felt the like impact of those deaths in the last episode, probably because I was, well, I couldn't (laughs) see them. And I was also just like all nerd ragey at that point. So I I couldn't really appreciate anything, but I, I liked that there was a, a moment of saying goodbye to all these characters and then you had like each person going and like saying goodbye to their like specific person and it, yeah. it made me feel more I love that stuff. I love Sansa leaving the pin for Theon yeah that was nice that was beautiful um and I just I liked the feast scene a lot because it reminded me a lot of episode two this season where we got a lot of those character moments and um and that is the thing I tend to enjoy most on the show so I was glad to get more of them um, you know, like Jess, I liked the Tormund and John stuff. I liked, uh, I mean, and it was probably never really a fan of Tyrion's whole stupid drinking game back in the Shay and Bronn days, but, uh, <laughs> I kind of appreciated that they brought it back just for fun for a moment. Yeah. Um, just, it was just nice to see them smiling and having a good time and, you know, um, and yeah, like I liked Tyrion and Davos talking. I liked the juxtaposition of, of Danny being isolated. Uh, I know that everybody has massive, massive issues with Sansa having her conversation with the Hound, but I like that they had a conversation. Well, I, I related, I related to what she I had know. said in that, ep- uh, in that section. And I, that for me, that was really important. So, um, so although he was being his typical Dickie self, her response to it, um, it meant a lot to me because it, it's, it's a lot of, it, it reflects a lot of how I feel about that kind of situation. So, so that I was also, important to me. I also enjoyed the Hound and Arya leaving together. Yep. Yep. Rachel, what about you? Was there anything? <laughs> <laughs> I liked Davos being like, so we fought Rolor's war and then he just fucks off. Yes, <laughs> I liked that part too. I was like, that thank was you. brilliant. I was like, I'm Davos, me. It's it's me and Davos. We're the same. Da- Davos was expressing all of my issues with the last episode. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's it? Okay. For sure. Okay. Anything else? Anything else before we go into nerd rage? I really, I really honestly, truly have nothing else nice to say. Okay, moving it on. Okay. Um, um, like I brought up earlier about Sansa, how um, I'm, not, I'm not really happy with the community, a lot of the community's response about, you know, someone saying that she was excusing being raped. She wasn't. She was, she, she, as someone who's been in that situation, I could relate to what she's been through. And saying that you've come out stronger for it, I completely agree with because I was a different person before and the way she was a different person before she's changed. And I, so like for me, that was, it was a very defining moment. It was a very, it was an important moment for me. And so for, for seeing a lot of women jumping on it and saying, this is terrible, this is wrong. Um, I'm very glad if you've never been in this situation and it's never affected you, 
but it's really shitty for people to tell me and I've had someone tell me today that my feelings on this is is incorrect um it's not it's not up to you to tell me how I reconcile myself to the situation and you know your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth and um, I, I really did relate a lot to what Sansa had said there. So I'm more angry at the community than the, than the actual situation that aired on uh, the show instead. Um, and for me, that was a really important scene. Um, that's kind of most where my, well, I don't even want to go into the Jamie thing. Um, that, that, that's most of where my nerd rage was. Um, Jess, what about you? Um, just a lot of the stuff with, with John in general. Um, I've never felt like he deserves to be any kind of king. And I don't think that he's a better potential ruler than Danny. And them pretending like he is just because he has a dick is kind of silly. Yep. And just the way they're treating Daenerys. Um, like the fact that Tyrion and Varys would even say, like, don't burn down the city and kill innocent people as if Danny would. It's just not Daenerys. And they're trying to play her up as this unhinged person and I guess they're doing it for drama purposes and I don't understand it because that's not Daenerys Targaryen she's never been that type of person so I don't understand why they're doing it and it's kind of annoying so those those two things okay okay um Jenny um (laughs) my dumb one at the top where I just wish they'd put the episode titles up. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> so I'm really annoyed that they that. like won't like they don't even put them up like as it's airing. It's no, weird. they don't. They don't. Like it takes, while it's like, on, I actually turn minutes, it on and it's still not there. Several minutes like several hours later it's like yeah. finally up. Um my my one like major nerd ragey thing about this episode is just the whole brawn plot because yes. it's just so fucking <laughs> stupid. Yeah. And I, hate I agree. It. I agree. And I just like fairly it's clearly, embarrassing. It's clearly just to like justify his existence on the show yep. anymore because he's a fan favorite character. And I'm just like he does not belong there. This not plot anymore. is dumb. And no. I don't want to have to be nervous about him sitting there with a fucking crossbow aimed at Jamie's chest. Like I don't want to be nervous about them like just arbitrarily killing him off in that moment. Just <laughs> I was because, so nervous. Oh well, he yeah. already had sex with Brienne. Now he can. I die. was like, if like, this is how he dies, I'm gonna fucking riot. Like when he shot that crossbow and hit the wall behind him, I was like dear god yeah joey was like it's not loaded i'm like yeah fuck it is i just like i just don't understand what the purpose of that story is like where is that gonna go Uh, i think they have a contract and well i know that but like i don't understand where the story is gonna go in the last like two episodes but also can i just he may he may pick him back up on his way down south who knows can i just say something else about that scene how the hell is a guy allowed into Winterfell with a crossbow? I know. Oh, I know the answer to this. Winter, weren't they in Wintertown? They weren't. Yeah, they were in Wintertown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So they worked 50 feet farther on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, where there were no guards because no reason. Right. But wouldn't Tyrion also need like guards and stuff because he's like the yes. hand of the, the queen? <laughs> yes. These are all very important be, points. That would yes. be the normal thing. Yes. But the official stance is, well, they're not in Winterfell, they're in Wintertown, as if that changes exactly. everything. It's still a dumb plot, and I wish it would die. <laughs> it's, it, it's awful. It's awful. Um, Rachel, go for it. What, what do you... What do you... <sighs> okay. 
Uh, I want to address two things of the many things I did not like. My first, my first point uh, is is the uh, the Sansa and uh, and and the Hound scene. So you know, amidst all of that, everyone's hooking up, right? So this is a hookup kind of section, and so suddenly we have the Sansan scene. Why? And there's actually a really great article in in Vanity Fair that kind of t- breaks down the blocking of the scene. Uh, and everything, not just not just the dialogue, but the actions and the way that they they put the scene together, um, that I highly recommend. Is it Joanna Robinson? Yeah. So it's like, oh, uh, why did Sansa sit down? Right. That's the question number one. We don't know. We know that she went over there to talk to him, but Sansa never says whatever it was she went over there to say. Her her scene is co opted immediately. By the hound. Now that's because this is the hound scene. We need to be reminded of the hound's motivations, and Sansa is sacrificed for that. And for me, Sansa's also used as a way for the writers to pat themselves on the back and have her parrot everything that they've wanted to say to anyone who's been criticizing the choices they've been making about her character for several seasons. She gets to say, I suffered, and through that suffering, I am stronger. And if I hadn't suffered, then I would be, what, a worthless character? That's not a, like, I don't take it that way. I took it as that you're a different person. Not, not, an, she said not I, worthless. She said I'd still be a little bird. Yeah, meaning she'd still be naive. But she would have been naive anyway if but she, she was 13 years been. old. You grow right. as a person. Right. I think and, there's something to say where I feel like, Lauren, I feel like your feelings are very valid. And I also feel like... There's more of a critique to say that they didn't have to put her through the things that they put her through. Yeah, we all agree with that. We all. No, agree I know, and that. I'm saying that I like I can see where Rachel's coming from on that. But I, I was, I'm I, more angry at people saying that no, the scene was never valid in any way because they don't agree with it, and it's like you've just negated anyone's feeling who were who actually. Uh, related to it, and there was quite a few people on Twitter that were saying that they did relate to it. And that's my criticism the part is angry. more about the fact that Sansa never owned the scene to begin no, with. No, she didn't. It's it's the Hound that brought up sex in a leering, shitty way in her fucking house. Right, right. Like he's at her table eating her food, and she came over to talk to him, and he co-opted the scene immediately to leer at her. Talk about her being raped disgustingly. And it's just, it, the, the whole scene is positioned so that Sansa is being used by the writers to prop up the Hound's character for some later payoff. And I don't agree with that. And that's what upset me. Um, my second point has to do with uh, Danny the Mad Queen. Mm-hmm. I sort of agree with what you're saying, but I think that show Danny, there are many points in which she has shown herself to lash out. I agree. Uh, yeah, in in but... unpredictable ways throughout the show. But the point is, is that she's always been our hero. Right. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we're not supposed to want her to be our hero, hero anymore. And the reasons are inexplicable. I don't know what the reasons are, except that she doesn't have a dick. That's literally the only thing that they've been telling me at this point. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's upsetting. I think I I don't totally disagree with you, but I mean I think I don't know. I mean I feel like she was the hero in Essos, 
And I feel like now that she's in Westeros, it's, like, suddenly a different story. And I don't know what that exactly means, but I guess because now, like, these are the people and the small folk that suddenly matter, whereas the people in Essos were expendable. But it just yeah. seems like very last minute, too. Like, she never showed any of these signs, like, four seasons ago. Now, right. all of a sudden, they're all bringing sudden, all this yeah. shit up. It's like coming across the narrow sea has made her mad. Yeah, this none of this is news to Varys. Like, he he's acting like she's suddenly, he's like, oh, I worry about her state of mind. I'm like, well, did you worry about her state of mind four seasons no, ago? No, you were all like, this is the person I'm following. And, and I'm glad yeah. that Tyrion called him out on that and said, at some point, you got to choose somebody. Yeah, if you kill her people, she lashes out. That's and, like and, what she and, does. And that's a perfectly normal response in that case. Right. And I like like people were like, like I think it, saying I think a it lot makes of sh- like people sense saying a lot of stuff have about this reaction her, uh... and she would act rashly. What was that? At least initially. I said I'm just saying I think it makes sense that she would be angry and that she would act a little rashly or at least have some, you know, impulsive ideas whether or not she follows through with them, we'll see, but like I I just feel like people want her not to react that way. Right. Well, I, like, and, a lot I of mean, like, Cersei like is filling the key that she looks so angry. And I'm like, she just lost. She Everything. just lost someone she loved. Like, not even talking about the dragon. She just watched her friend get beheaded. What was she right. supposed to do? And Put if a you smile contrast, on and dance? If you contrast those scenes with other scenes in which she is also enraged because of things that have happened to the people she loves, they're shot differently. We are expected to look at this angry Danny at the at, in this last episode and be kind of scared of her instead of righteously with her. Right. And I don't really understand the switch I'm supposed to make as a as a watcher. When I guess did that I'm happen? So sort of with her. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's I'm like, wait her. a second. You've made us root for her. We wanted her to get to Westeros. We wanted her to kill them, you know, to kill the masters. And now suddenly we don't want her to. Why is that? I guess I still want her to. So I don't really. Have... Well, I guess we do because they've <laughs> not provided any sufficient evidence for us to change our minds. See, and like how I was looking at it, because I'm trying to avoid the whole mad queen stupid idea was she's pissed as fuck. And she's going to make sure that everyone who's done any harm to hers is going to pay. But I don't take it as she's going to go set fire to a bunch of the peasants. I take it as she means Cersei is going down. And like, that's how I want to see it. And that's the way I mean, she only has one weapon and her weapon is a giant nuclear bomb. So I don't really know how she's going to like assassinate just Cersei with Drogon. No. But we'll see. But she, but, yeah. And, and I'm hoping she has more up her sleeve than the thought of just having, you know, Drogon. Because there's got to be more to it than that. Can you use Arya Stark? Yeah. Well, well she's heading the down is, there. None of, none of she them can are communicating, her. you know. Like, it's not like, you know, she knows that Arya is on her way to, you know, tick Cersei's name off the list. I know. It's like, I know that you kind of elevated Gendry. But maybe what you should have done has been like, where's Arya? Because I, I have a job for her. Yeah like hey do you not like Cersei? i was saying to, I. I was saying that i think uh they that jamie and Tyrion should have hired uh aria to take out Bronn. <laughs> so oh, god i hope they don't all team up oh god anyway so i was, um, I was saying it's just gonna be like 
Jamie sneaks into the castle. Arya sneaks into the castle. And they're just like, who gets to do it? I keep seeing that meme. Guys, I keep seeing that meme of the two Spider Mans pointing at each other, and it's like this is well, Jamie again, and Arya for- run- meeting up to kill Cersei. It's Arya wearing Jamie's face. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I would gonna, hate that. He's gonna die. We know this. All right, so let's move up onto our uh, "Don't Fall into Nerd Rage" or Rhaegar moments, and it all centers around poor Gendry. Well, it is a little bit nerd rage, but. Yeah. Um, it's so stupid nerd rage. For me, oh, what, you have another nerd rage? No, I, I oh. meant that the, oh. being angry about his last name is stupid nerd Well, this, rage. Uh, that yeah, was so I, stupid. I didn't and understand. Like, like, when he said rivers, I was like, wait, what? Isn't it waters? They it's, just don't care. Yeah. They just it's, don't. I was, that's why I said paging Brian Cogman. Where's your fact checking? Yeah, <laughs> because they didn't have Brian Wright. This is the problem. Um, yeah, I don't understand how they decided he was a rivers instead of a waters, but. There's that. Was there a crippled nephew of da- I don't... Who was that? Oh, who are they talking about? I don't know. About? I need to go back to Fire and Blood and look that up. I don't... I'm like 90% sure that person doesn't exist. If that person might... That person might not exist. We don't know. Um, um, I did kind of love when he proposed to Arya and uh, she, she gave him the whole it's not me kind of thing and then she just went right back to shooting the arrows like he wasn't even standing there. Like it was just yeah, like, like she's just like twang, this twang. is how I celebrate. Yeah, <laughs> it was slightly dismissive because she did have that that callback scene where she said that she could be his family. Yeah, um, and she had just come, you know, and and then we see her talking about family later on, and then she abandons both of those potential families to go join the Hound. Well, she doesn't think she's coming back, so. But again, the character arc—it's it, a circle instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, okay, so let's let's kind of wrap this up now with the things we're looking forward to or hoping will happen. Um, Jenny? Well, obviously I'm hoping that Jamie goes to kill Cersei. Yes. And I'm going to live with that hope until they take it from me. Yes. <laughs> and even after there, I will just stop it at for now on at the end of that scene in episode four, right before we are forced to endure John and Danny whining, whining at each other. I do have to say... I think it was one of their better scenes acting wise. Yeah. Oh no. I, I mean, I, I think I love them. I love both the actors and I just, I just, I'm just saying I usually feel like John and Danny scenes are like not that great, but I felt like that one, like they actually had things to say to each other and it was actually like a, a decent conversation for them. And I didn't feel, it didn't feel as awkward as it normally does. Right. Right. Um, Okay, and Jess... Do we want to talk about the fact that they're both just completely okay with the incest? Like, I was I glad that Varys no, brought it up. I, I don't <laughs> I think like, they were. You. I don't think they were because after, like, when he would think about it, he stopped and he'd push her away. They weren't That's not how that. I kiss people I'm related to. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I, I think it, that. like, sunk in his head what was going on, and then he was like, oh, wait, and that's why he pushed her away. But, yeah, I love that Varys was like, um, are they normal? Like, is this normally happening in the North? And Tyrion's like, I guess not. I like I was I was glad that just for the sake of my sanity that they brought up a marriage and yes, B, that they that they brought up the you know relation like the relative thing because I, it was bothering me that they weren't getting to that yeah so I was glad that they like just put it out there it's just so normal they just don't care <laughs> um, will you're on 
figure out that the baby isn't his. I hope so, and I, I hope that he, he can't like, be abandons that stupid. her and Like, dies. you just found out five seconds ago, and your brother, who you haven't seen, is already like, the baby, the baby. I mean, there has to be a reason that he said that in front of your <laughs> I hope. Because he's dumb. He's fucking dumb and thinks that he's appealing to his sister. I no, love I, Tyrion. I'm not you know saying... I lo- you know I I'm love not, Tyrion, but he's the Tyrion. dumbest from fucking a, idiot sometimes. From, from a writing standpoint, I feel like there has to be a reason that they did the, you know, Cersei Euron scene and then had him go say, hey, baby, I know about the baby. Yeah. Considering D&D's answers to half the questions were, I know, I might forgot, be giving them too therefore much Therefore, the characters have forgotten. Yeah. There you go. I just I'm want Euron sure. to die. That's all I ask. We all do. I just, he's going to die stupidly and he deserves to be like set on fire by a kraken or to fly through the air or to How is he say set on words. Fire no, by a I just want him to die really stupidly. Like I want him to fall down the stairs and just break no, his neck. No, it needs to be magic. It needs to be Cthulhu coming through a portal and like <laughs> ice smoke coming out of his eyes. Or it, it, And Martin would write this scene too. That's the, that's the craziest thing. And it would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh. It's okay. Um, uh, also, we were confirmed that Asha is now Queen of the Iron Islands. So, or Yara, sorry. Whatever her name is this week. <laughs> um, which may or may never happen in the books, but it makes me a little happy. Oh, it would be a good thing. Um, I'm glad something makes you happy. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Stuff that doesn't happen in the show. Jess, there was something else you were looking screen. forward to in the in the. Oh yeah, so I was having a conversation with um, Megan, and you know, John just like ghosts how he doesn't belong in the South, and how he told Tormund, "I wish I was going with you." And so I'm hoping that if he's still alive at the end, um, that he goes north of the Wall and just lives out his life as a free folk and marries a wildling woman. Meets up with Ghost again if he's not Tormund's uh, cloak. and <laughs> Oh my god, stop! <laughs> and you know, just lives uh, happily ever after north of the wall. Yeah, um, I think there's... Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that because I think there's a reason that Tormund brings up the fact that you belong, you know, that you belong in the north and, the, and you've, li- you know, the real north. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that's John's that It just means he's going to die in the south. Like Ned did and like Brandon everybody. and Rickard. And- I, ju- I just want Sansa to be wrong about uh, her family members, all the men in her family having, you know, don't do well in the South, that maybe this one time will not happen that way. Um, okay, so, uh, Rachel, anything you're looking forward to? <laughs> the end of the series. The end. Okay, moving. I want to breathe the free air. Moving on. <laughs> um so apparently the unanimous response to we're all hoping it's Euron Greyjoy who dies next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You think that Cer- I think Cersei might go out in the- in this ending too. Yeah. Well, we could Very always possibly. We could be so lucky. Okay. Um so I guess that that uh that I do wonder it. how much is going to get wrapped up in the next episode and how much there's still going to be in the last one. Do ones. we know how long the next episode is? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll guess we'll find out yeah. when we see it. I know nothing. Yeah. All right, hey, John Snow. Snow over there. <laughs> I know nothing. There you go. <laughs> you know nothing, John Snow. <laughs> so I guess Those we should toast. Days. Are we toasting to the realm tonight? Is that what's going on? To the small folk. They're all gonna die. Uh, yeah. Let's let's toast to the small folk. All right. 
to the, the small folk. folk. Run while you still can. Exactly. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And so he broke that sacred oath, that Lord of the Crossing. And now the pie crusts cover his kin, and they're so good to eat. Yes, now the pie crusts cover his kin, revenge it tastes so sweet. Oh wait, can we talk about this the Prince of <laughs> yeah, Dorne? Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck are they talking it's about? <laughs> he's so he's just gonna march in and like five yeah. seconds later be set on fire. Yeah, because <laughs> the dragon Dro- that burned him is Drogon dead. Is, Drogon is gonna yawn and accidentally set him on fire. I pledge now, if we get Quentin roasted by a dragon, I will what if give it's that Bagon? episode of <laughs> All the people with blue hair just show up. Sagan, John Connington, Quentin, John Con. There you go. Dario, All that. Dario Naharis, Gerald Dane, Dark Star. Still want to see Dario <laughs> with Ghost Hair instead of Marsalas. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to like keep us going, but <laughs> yeah, it occurred to me. Yeah, what the we'll hell? Never know. Anyway. <laughs>